Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the season finale of Something About Sports right here on Movement Radio. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Chip Hazard. And I'm Roger Sierra. And tonight, ladies and gentlemen, since football season is just around the corner and next Thursday is the season four premiere of Are You Ready for Some Football here on Movement Radio, well, we decided we're going to do an NFL-themed uh, show for our for our season finale. So we're going to talk about 10 origins of NFL traditions. Now, these NFL traditions often seem bizarre to those who are not in the know, if you will. But for fans of any given team, they are firmly established traditions. Pretty much any NFL fan can name at least one major NFL uh, NFL tradition, um, as, as many of them have been in place for literally decades. Uh, they've also managed to become synonymous with specific teams, rowdy audiences, and even in some instances, specific players. The importance of each NFL tradition can vary from person to person, but it has also seemed impossible to witness a game without spotting at least one of these major traditions. The traditions often seem bizarre to those who aren't in the know, like we said before. So with the wide history of unique traditions, even partaken by the best players in the league, the NFL is never in shortage of passionate fans and its players. That being said, which one do you guys want to take the first one tonight? Not me. Not me. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> well, I, I guess I have to make the sacrifice here. Okay. At number 10, the Dallas Cowboy Cheerleaders. The story of the formation of America's Sweethearts is one of one that many likely don't know. They are by far the most famous, or in some cases infamous, cheerleading squad in all of sports and such have become a tradition of legend to be included as much as possible during Dallas Cowboy games. As the story supposedly goes, way back in the 1960s, a stripper began getting a crowd excited during a Cotton Bowl game. She quickly gained notoriety, and that led to the franchise to realize that adding in some additional entertainment would be a great way to earn even more money, because Jerry Jones is a possible pervert. Nevertheless... Uh, I think I already know the answer to this question, but how y'all feel about these Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders? <laughs> the story behind it is very interesting. Well, here's the thing. I, anytime I've ever seen the, the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders, they're not very good. Nah. I, I can't say that. Uh, the girls watch that reality show for them and stuff and they actually do good stuff they're just not allowed to do a lot during the actual game time when they show them on camera yeah it's mostly like the macy's day parade or pat mcafee's interest at wrestlemania um you know like i mean you say what now no like i'm saying they, they actually do stuff they actually do perform during the game just not during like when the camera's on them or anything they're not allowed to that's just they so can't take away from the game so the Dallas the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are mainly for the people in attendance, not necessarily the TV audience. Yeah, and I guess that makes sense. You know? Like majority of cheerleaders are, right? But I mean, so so I'm assuming that you've seen the uh, the making the cut uh, TV series of the of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Yeah, the girls watch it. Yeah, it's it's different. I mean, it's like it's so like it's the most. 
high-profile cheerleading position in the world. Because according to many, I think Forbes magazine, I think said something about Dallas Cow- the Dallas Cowboys are the most. Uh, how did they? How did they word it? It's the most successful, or most expensive, either most successful, or the most expensive franchise in the history of sports, which includes like soccer teams from like UK and things of that nature. I have to find the article and look it up, but yeah, it's it's one of the most historical franchises or whatever um you know ain't one shit since 1994 but or 95 but hey you know marketability exactly i i do you think like because i mean everywhere you go no it doesn't matter where you go there's cowboy fans literally everywhere you know i mean you go down to florida you'll see cowboy fans here in georgia you see cowboy fans tennessee cowboy fans like there's so many cowboy fans everywhere and nine times out of ten, you ask them, well, why are you a fan of the Dallas Cowboys? Oh, my, my parents were fans of the Cowboys. Like, okay, that makes sense. Um, but then it's like, you know, you even, you know, like why? <laughs> you know, but, you know, because it's so strange. Like, there's more, I think they say there's more Dallas Cowboy fans in America than there are any other team. So I guess that's why they're still considered America's team, but Again, they haven't won anything since 1995. So, are they? St- I mean, they've been in the playoffs. Well, yeah. I mean, I they mean, still they, they have chances. Yeah. I mean, chances. We don't like them, but chances aren't championships, though. Like, I sometimes it's not about the championship. And you only need what one chance to be? make a championship. Let's say, what else would it be about? Herm Edwards said you play to win the game, right? Well, yeah, you play to win the game, but for fans, it's not all about that. You're a fan of the Dolphins, right? Of course. No. Point being. But I want to see the, <laughs> but I want to see the Dolphins win. I want to see I mean, of course. We all want to see our team win. Motherfucker, I was so close to getting this mission. Right, done. but even <laughs> when they lose... Damn it. Even when they lose, you're still a fan of... The Dolphins, right? Yes. So if they lost, when's the last time they won the Super Bowl? 1973. Okay, so you've never seen them win the Super Bowl. You've never seen them win a championship, but you're still a fan. Yeah. Okay. So just because the Cowboys haven't won one since 95, the, the fans are still the fans. And the younger fans are are fans for the majority of the time because their parents or grandparents were fans. Uh, Legacy fans. Right. Or they're a fan of Zeke, uh, Zeke or Dak or, you know, Michael Parsons. And they're like, oh, well then I'm a fan of the Cowboys because that's where my guys play. Right. And I understand where you're coming from, from that perspective, but just a minute ago, you said that most fans don't care about championships. I mean, they don't, there would, if that was true, there would be fucking Lions fans, Bills fans, fans of teams that never won championships. Yeah. What about all the Cleveland Browns fans? They've never won a Super Bowl. I mean, all of our teams have been 
championship droughts and playoff droughts for the most part. Yeah. My team's right. never won a Super Bowl. But would you like for them to win a Super Bowl? Well, I would I would like that, but it, even right. if they never win a Super Bowl in my lifetime, I'm still going to be a fan. Right. No, I'm I'm not talking about the the dedication to the team. That's not what I mean. What I meant to what I mean to say is is that, you know, you know, to say that they don't care about championships is one thing. To be like, you know, if like what you just said, if they never win a championship in your lifetime, you're still going to be a fan of them. But we still earn for that championship. So we, in a way, we do care about championships. You know, we even though we may not get them, we still want them. You know, what I mean? yeah. if you don't if you don't care yeah. about it, if you don't want it, you don't care about it. You know, that's the point I was trying to make. Like I understand fandom, no problem with fandom whatsoever. What I'm saying is that you know, the championship is what you seek after you know you play to win championships and you're right if you never if, if you never win if they if the team never wins a championship yeah i can still be a fan of that team i can still support this team i can still be ride or die for the team but damn i want them to win the title you know what i mean well, that's the yeah. that's the point i was trying to make you know yeah you know so, we get you we get you yeah you know but now that when i'm done Talking about the Dallas Cowboys, we're all done talking about the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Let's move on to the Chip next one. defending the Dallas Cowboys. That's the thing. That's what blows my mind. I'm like, what? That's the real I'm, story I'm, here. I'm, you made I'm Uncle Chuck be very happy. <laughs> I'm gonna end that segment. I'm gonna end. No, 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 no. Yes, I'm gonna end this segment with <laughs> "fuck the Cowboys," and we are gonna move on to uh, the Gatorade bath. Yes. Uh, so there's no way sports fans haven't witnessed a Gatorade bath at some point. It's a striking image and one that is hard to push from your mind. It is said that the tradition was started by the New York Giants back in the mid '80s. The story oh, has, yep. Mm-hmm. The story has varied over the years, but the basic and general agreement on the narrative is that the Gatorade bath was simply a way for Giants players to get back at their coach for their treatment. From there, it turned into a gesture of excitement, victory, and love for people across the sports world. So what started out as a revenge tactic turned out to be a celebratory uh, tradition, basically. Well, I mean, I mean, they did it because they were, they won that championship game, wasn't it? Uh, what was that? That was the bill. That was so. the, that was the, that was the wide right game, right? That was the when the bear. I'm sorry, that's when the uh, the Bills and the Giants played, and they and the, the Bills uh, kicker hooked it. Yeah, and they won. Yeah, because I think that was the start of the Gatorade bath. Yeah, because did that not lead to? Uh, that was not a championship game, or was it? it, play, was it a no, no, no. Game? That was the Super Bowl. That was Super Bowl. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, it was so, one. Yeah. Of the four, yeah, it was one of the four falls of Buffalo. Yeah, so uh, that's a good documentary too. Did you know? Did you guys see that Disney Plus actually added all the thirty for thirty stuff? Yeah. Yes. And yes. I'm fucking happy about that. Yeah. Like, I don't need to get buy ESPN Plus. Right. You ain't need it no more. For for live, for, for live events, yeah, or for me for not, live sports. I do not pay well, that much for that. There's no. yeah, but there's there's rumor that uh, ESPN like their platform is going to merge with uh disney plus and you're just going to have it all on one kind of like what they do with uh like nat geo it's all on mm-hmm. disney plus 
Yeah. You, you but it makes sense for that to be on for them. That makes right. sense though for it to be on the children's thing to it's an educational kind of thing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But but like what you said, yeah, man, Four Falls of Buffalo was a really good documentary. Uh, I don't think there's been a bad thirty for thirty though. I can't think of one off the top uh, of my I don't head. Think I can't. So. I've seen some that are sad, like really, really sad, like golly, I don't know what, what like without bias was sad. Um Benji was sad. Um Which one was Benji again? Uh, Benji was about that, uh, about that college, uh, not college, that high school basketball player who, uh, who got, who died. Oh yeah. The one that died on the court. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Uh, the, the, I tell you one that fucked me up. Um, uh, two Escobars. Yeah. That one. I think it like, fucked you up. <laughs> that was my I mean, people. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, that, oh God, Andres Escobar was one of the best. Ever in the game, and then and he one mistake. Yeah, and it was like he. And I hate that he say he scored an own goal. He slid towards the ball to stop it, and it ricocheted off him into the goal. It wasn't really yeah. him scoring an own goal. He's still trying to do his job. Yeah, and but then, then he that, gets whew. he gets fucking killed. Yeah, that's how and, bad Colombia was there for a while. Yeah. Yep. And another one, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. The one June, where, 18, June 18th, 1994, I'm sorry. Is that the one where you talked about all the sporting events that we wanted to cover ourselves to? Yeah. The OJ and the, OJ. The, the earthquake, was it the World Series earthquake or power outage or something like that? Uh, It was like, it was like, it was like an NBA finals game. It was like. Oh my fucking God, this mission. <laughs> Are you still playing Saints Row? Yes, I'm doing all the side missions just to get that shit out the way. Gotcha. And I'm doing one fucking mission to get this car, and I've fucking failed it three times because it's either exploded or gone in the water. Yeah. Hey, but going back to the Gatorade bath thing, um, did you guys ever, like, did you guys, it's, it's, it's some dumb Vegas thing, but apparently did you ever hear about of the side bets of, like, what color the Gatorade's going to, people would bet on what color the Gatorade's going to be? They uh, they still do. During the I, know they still, yeah, I know they still do this, but I was asking if you ever heard of it. Yeah. yeah. And that's fiending. That's some fucking fiending shit. <laughs> I mean, well, like, it, I gotta, I gotta bet on this. What, what's, what's something I can really bet on that's really random and I can win money off of? It's lemon Catering lime. color. It's lemon lime. It's, it's yellow. It's yellow. It, it ain't yellow. Oh shit! I just lost fifty grand. <laughs> I wonder what the payout is on that. Um, I, don't I don't know. It. It's probably pretty, pretty big. I don't know. I mean, how many different flavors of Gatorade can you, you know? I mean, there's two greens, two blues, white, red, purple. Thirteen different shades of pink, uh, an orange, a yellow. You know, <laughs> let's, let's see. He said yuck to orange. Nobody likes orange flavored anything, except for orange juice. Unless if it doesn't give you fucking heartburn. Oh, you don't like Orange Fanta? I don't drink sodas. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the official Gatorade colors, there's only four. Okay. Colors or flavors? Uh, colors. Okay. A- according to uh, usbrands.com, there are only orange, red, orange, black, and white. Those are the official Gatorade colors. Now, there are 22 different flavors. 
while the color of this one uh let's see hold on go to the actual website so they have different shades of the colors according to this but see that's i can't see that that's right because grape is definitely not one of those four colors grape is purple purple yeah purple yeah yeah but didn't they say purple with the color they said no, no they said orange red orange black and white oh black i guess it's black i i guess i don't know yeah but what would yellow be and blue like green apple gatorade like that's very is there green. A green apple gatorade oh hell yeah that's the best flavor dude uh, it can't Ooh, be that good if i've heard about it dude it, it's dude I, every time i go in a gas station i see them dude it's green so, green apples green apples the best followed by fierce grape followed by blue cherry uh, i don't know about that man that <laughs> blue frost yeah see they got uh fierce grape strawberry lemonade that's good too uh frost arctic blitz that one's all right fierce Did you have a red blue cherry was it that one? I think it might have been that one, actually. Uh, Frost Glacier Cherry. That's the white one. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, uh, it's all right. It's very bland. Mm-hmm. It tastes like syrup to me. Like, yeah. The, the aftertaste has a cough syrupy taste to me. Yeah. So um, it might, might be that more promethazine in there. Right. I've got that uh, there's a Frost Icy Charge. That's the, newest that one? One they, that's the newest one they came out with. It's like what a, it's like it, it's it's like a light purple. Huh. I'm gonna have to actually look for that one. There's yeah, the lime can. cucumber one. That's Ugh. the nastiest fucking thing I've ever drank. Who the fuck thought that would be a good idea? <laughs> what fucking dope fiend was that? Uh, you know it'd be good lime cucumber. For the fuck, why? <laughs> no, I'm. Oh. <laughs> My wife tried it. And she goes, hey, you tried this. I'm like, wait, what? What? What's so funny? Roger, for the fuck, why? Exactly. (laughs) For the fuck, why? I mean, cucumbers are nasty as fuck anyway, so. No, they're not. Yes, they are. Cucumbers are nasty. No, I can't can't rock with the cucumbers either. Cucumbers are fucking nasty. I'll I'll eat them, but I don't like them. Nah, bro. I I won't even eat them. Take a fresh-ass cucumber, peel it, throw some salt and pepper on it. Mmm. That's that shit right there. Why not That's... just get salt and pepper for yourself and just put it in your hand? Right. Because. <laughs> no, but you know what? You, you, you do you. Cucumber. You do you, boo boo. You do uh, you. There's fierce green apple. That's good. Frost That's glacier good. cherry. Frost glacier freeze. What is that one? Is that a blue? It's like a light blue. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bluish berry mixture. Is what what they're calling it. I don't know what I wonder what color that would fit under. Black. Yeah, black, yeah. I don't know. Uh there's cool blue. Cool I guess blue that is fits good. under black yeah. too, too. Uh Riptide Rush. I don't think I've ever heard of that one. I don't either. That one's a that, it, it's a purple. It's like a yeah, but I don't think I've ever seen it anywhere. Yeah, was it like a summer only it, edition it, it, kind it of thing? Was, it, it was it was a it was a it was a promotion thing. It says it's super fruity with a hint of grape, 
without being overpowering. Yeah, the fierce is the overpowering. Great. Not super fruity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have orange. Then you have yeah. fruit punch. Yeah. And the number one flavor, according to delish.com, is lemon lime. They're fucking liars. Yeah, right? I don't know who paid them off, but they're fucking liars. Yeah. We don't deal with this propaganda bullshit. Not in my America. Propaganda. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. Oh, there's a rain strawberry kiwi? Yeah. Okay. There's there's also a a strawberry lemonade, and there's a, a tropical flavor. For what? Well, yeah, I knew I knew about strawberry lemonade, but there's a, a rain strawberry kiwi. Oh, rain isn't the energy drink. Okay. No, it's Gatorade. R A I N, not R E I G N. Oh, you're talking about the energy drinks. Mm-mm. No, but if they had one, oh, they have a strawberry watermelon. I heard about and, that one. That was a summer's and, edition a couple years ago. And a tropical mango. I've not heard about that bad boy. I'm gonna have to find I'm that one. To, yeah. yeah, put that Probably. shit in my veins. You can get him. At, you can get him at Walmart. I've looked. You can work at Walmart lately. I mean, they don't come. I mean, they, they only come in like the individual bottles. They don't come in like a like an eight pack or whatever. I, I'm yeah, okay I with an individual bottle. Right. Like, if it's not good, it. I want to have fucking extra. They yeah. also got yeah. Let's see. It's part of the G series. Also, it's uh, uh there's rain lime. Uh, there's a, there's another one, um, yeah. And then there's Rainberry. Don't no. What, if you Rainberry do not is try. not an official one anymore. Really? When did they discontinue it? Oh, never mind. There it is. It, no, okay. you're right. Uh, they have them out of order for some reason on this website. Hmm. Maybe it is being discontinued. Yeah. On the next episode of Who You Got, uh, we got. <laughs> Just rank all the Gatorade flavors. <laughs> Somebody said I saw D's nuts flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Got him. The, what about D and the flavor? No, nah, they probably ain't got that one. Uh, man, they only ever got that D and the. Oh, right. shit. There's a boat. Who has a boat in the middle of the fucking road? I don't know. <laughs> Roger, Paul's, Roger, Paul's Saints Row and Paul Saints Row. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready right. to read. Let's go. Read it. I'm waiting for you guys to stop talking about your Gatorade flavors. <laughs> Shut up, because you know you want some Gatorade flavors. You know you want some of them Gatorade flavors. As long as it's not no shitty-ass cucumber. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't do the, I can't do the lime cucumber. <laughs> All right, like, so next on the like list. actual cucumbers, but not that lime cucumber flavor. Mm. Next on the list is, wouldn't that be like salad flavor? Like, where would you ever combine lime and cucumber besides a fucking salad? Like, I don't fucking. Or if you're an alcoholic or something, maybe. That'd be like, that'd be the worst Gatorade line of like, hey, here's our brain. You got Gatorade Caesar, Caesar salad. <laughs> Iceberg lettuce. Uh, it's just crispy water. Uh, so we're going over <laughs> It's just uh, water. Oh, God. <laughs> Tastes like alkaline batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. All right, so next on the list is uh, a terrible tradition, and that's the terrible towel from yeah. the, the Steelers fans. So anyone who has ever attended a Steelers game should be accurately aware of, uh, ac- not actually, uh, acutely aware, sorry, I can't read, uh, acutely aware of the terrible towels that almost everyone in attendance seems to have on hand. And the surprising origin of the towel actually stems back to a radio host in 1975. The entire purpose of the terrible towels initially was to be a simple gimmick for the Steelers broadcaster. Uh, luckily, the Steelers performed well when the towels were introduced, essentially solidifying them in the minds of the Pittsburgh fans. It's a simple origin for a simple fan base. Um, oh, sorry, it says simple gimmick of fans. Um, but yeah, stupid people. Yeah. Hey, how can I show my loyalty to this great team? Oh, I'll just sling around a sham wow for a couple of hours. Like, I'll give my Pity Pablo on. <laughs> right? <laughs> Put it like a helicopter. Oh, uh, fuck. Hey, but uh, I think, Steelers I think fans I, are dumb. I think I know why they have them uh, towels, though. To, it's to dry all the tears that they, you know, fall. Oh, I, thought it was the, I thought it was the stadium. I thought it was the stadium telling them to wash their ass because they Probably. stink. Yeah, maybe shots fired. <laughs> Stank ass fucks. Right. Yeah. Hey, why are you talking about the team that, that employs your favorite quarterback of all time? You're talking to me or Roger? Roger? We Josh all know Allen? he's a Mitch. No, we all know he's a Mitch <laughs> Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, fan. yes. Uh I mean you could have said Josh Dobbs. <laughs> Wait, I don't even think he's there anymore. No, he's at fucking Cleveland. Never mind. Who isn't at Cleveland at this point? Uh, Baker. <laughs> Good point. Touche. Touche. Yeah, well. No, he is at Cleveland. He just can't play for 11 games. Yeah. Uh, it, maybe more. And he can't go to massage parlor. Oh, no. Himself. Oh, no, 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 no. It's 11 games because, I mean, how? No. What, it's, what, it's, the, no what there a, is a clause. There is a clause. Okay. He, he has well, to go. Lobster clause? Santa yes. Claus. Uh, no, he has to go to counseling and actually show remorse. If he does yeah, not but... show remorse, he does not get reinstated after 11 games. That was part of the thing. My question is, how do you force somebody to show remorse? And how do you prove that they are really remorseful? Exactly. Right. But I do find it a little bit coincidental that they only suspended him for 11 games and the game he's returning to just happens to be against the Houston Texans. I mean... Uh, Revenge game for the Texans. Exactly. Exactly. Don't you think... It, I mean, 11 games, I mean, it's just a weird number. Like, you would think, like, four... Six, eight, twelve, like in increments of two or something, you know, make it more of an even number. Just you know what's uh, a weird number? Two games for twenty-six alleged assaults. Yep. Yeah. All right. But let's move on to the very next. You know what else is another weird number? What's that? Zero games for swinging helmets at uh former player or at other players. Yeah. Miles Garrett's Miles did, Garrett gets. Do you make contact team. with him? Oh, I don't I don't know. Uh-huh. I know he, he wound up with two helmets that weren't his. 
Uh, and for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, it was Aaron Donald uh, at a joint practice this week. He uh, there was a brawl that broke out on field, uh, and he wound up with two Cincinnati Bengals helmets. Well, in, seriously, right? One, yeah, one in each hand, and was swinging them at players. And the league has come out and said there will be no uh, repercussions taken. But the fuck for why? I, maybe because he didn't make contact, or maybe because he's the face of the 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 defensive face of the NFL. Mason Rudolph somewhere saying this some bullshit. <laughs> I thought you were first going to say Mason Rudolph's the face of defense in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Mason Rudolph. <laughs> yeah, where is Mason Rudolph? Is he even still with? Is he with a team? Mm. He's still with Cleveland, as far, or I mean, uh, with Pittsburgh, as far as I know. No, uh-uh. I don't think he is. No, he, no, he got Pittsburgh. let go. Uh-uh. He got yeah, let he go got like let go. a while ago. When they got Mr. Bisky. No, I think Ducky's oh. still on there. Hold on. Mm. Mason Rudolph, American football player. He is. Wow, he is still with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Holy shit! Yeah. Damn, how did he keep his job? <laughs> They went hey. out and got a bad quarterback just to replace your ass. Yeah. Hey, I, I You're guess, so I guess bad that you got a, put behind. <laughs> I guess if you could take a helmet hit to the head and still walk, you're on the team. Yeah. I mean, it's, I guess. This is the, this is their quarterback uh, room. <laughs> it's Mitchell Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, and Kenny Pickett. Oh, uh, put Kenny Pickett up front. Kenny Hell, Pickett's going to win that starting job. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't even think he's actually – Technically practicing, practicing. Who pick it? Yeah, I think he he's played, just going to he do. He played in the preseason. Oh, yeah, he should play the preseason as a rookie. Well, yeah, but I don't think he's actually like doing full like the full rotational uh, stuff on at the practice. Oh, I don't know that. I don't know. What's the? Uh, I'm trying to let me look at something up real quick. Like, let me see something. Okay, 2004. Okay, so this year will be the first year in Pittsburgh Steelers history since the year 2004 where Ben Roethlisberger was not the quarterback quarterback of the team. Like, golly, like, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Rebuild like everybody else does when their franchise quarterback leaves. I mean, but, but at least they still got a good head coach. But for how long? Because I mean, he really—we know the real reason he's st- he's been there so long is because he was able to control Big Ben, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, Mike Tomlin is a great fucking coach, but he's black, so we know how that goes in the NFL, right? But yeah, All I right, think well, this let's... will be the first year that the Steelers don't make the playoffs under Mike Tomlin's coaching. What will be the first year? Yep, yeah. he's made it to playoffs every year he's been a head coach. And they're still going to try and fucking can him after one bad season. Oh, of course. I don't know if the Rooney family would do that to him, though. I think the Rooney family's got a little bit more prestige. Now, if it was the Mara family, probably. If it was Robert Kraft, maybe. But I don't know. The, the Rooney family's... I, 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 I don't know. I'm still, like surprised that, uh, I'm still surprised that Robert Kraft didn't try to get uh, Deshaun Watson since they have so much in common. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> All right. 
The next one on the list is the Detroit Lions playing on Thanksgiving. Now, the tradition of football on Thanksgiving is something that exists well before any team in particularly adopted the tradition. But Detroit is recognized as the first and the longest running team to uphold the Thanksgiving games. The reason for this tradition is that the, is that college games were often played around the same time, and the NFL wanted to be a part of that historic college tradition. It's really as simple as that, with Detroit simply having the most spirit when it comes to personal responsibility for the tradition. I feel weird that that, that wouldn't go to the team called the Patriots. Right. Or... Right. or... Or the team called America's team on America's holiday. Well, well America's Dallas, second holiday. Well, I mean, D- D- Dallas does play on Thanksgiving more often than not, right? Aren't they a part of that tradition as well? They're part of it now, yeah. I think so. Right. I don't think they started it. I don't think they started with it, though. No. Nah. Well, it did say that D- Detroit was the first and longest running team to uphold it. So, yeah. And it's like, and they always play. They always play with the with like the old school throwback nineteen seventies jerseys, you know. Like it's just I don't know, the super I guess silvers. It, yeah, it like it just adds an element of I guess the silver dome, brother. Yeah, the silver dome. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. We forgot about Roger's favorite wrestler, Manny wrestled for, and blew my mind. I didn't know he was the first IWGP Heavyweight Champion. We talked about this. Stop lying to people. Yeah. <laughs> Stop lying to people. Look how I mean, by technicality, there you go. He was. No. He refuses to acknowledge it. Is it is a technicality. No. And okay, nope, not in my book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're not in any actual wrestling fan's book. No. Uh, Hulk Hogan. The biggest wrestling fan, remember that? Yeah, man, he worked four hundred days a year. You ain't know for the people. I mean, brother. I heard that. We read that. I mean, I, I mean, I don't understand yeah, but, how he could have kept up with that. Spangle. And I, I went to school, and 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 they taught me that there was only three hundred and sixty-five days in a year, unless it's a leap year, and then you get three hundred and sixty-six. But you're forgetting when you travel through time, you get right. a day. Yeah, not to mention the fact that I don't understand how he was able to do that great run going back and forth to Japan all them times when he had all those movie scripts to write. Cocaine, brother. Cocaine. <laughs> I legit, man, this ain't some bullshit. They really don't want me to finish this mission. The car just keeps <laughs> disappearing on me. All right, well, let's move. While while you're rage quitting, let's go straight to the next one on the list. You got ah, I got blown up. <laughs> I, know no, the I don't want to. <laughs> I want to hear Roger rage over St. Rose some more. I mean, you can still hear me do that. Yeah, I know. And so can the fans uh, on our YouTube channel because I streamed the shit out of this game. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, you do. It's fun. I, 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 I don't understand why people are fucking hating on it. Oh my God, laser beam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, we're going to talk about the uh, Packers Lambo Leap. So, whether anyone knows it or not, many longtime fans of the NFL have seen at least a clip of the Lambeau Leap at some point. It's a celebration in which a player attempts to jump into the NFL crowd to celebrate with their fans. 
The leak <gasps> was originally conceived back in 1993 when Packers star Leroy Butler dove Leroy into Jenkins. the crowd. <laughs> I, every time I hear Leroy, that's what I think. Leroy uh, Jenkins. Jenkins. Leroy Jenkins. Oh my God, he just went in. <laughs> so many, so many young fans will not know what the fuck that is. Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> All right. So, um, the the leap was originally conceived back in 1993 when Packers star Leroy Butler dove into the crowd at the Lambeau Field after a tremendous touchdown. The celebration immediately became famous and is is considered an incredibly important Packers tradition to this day. Now. I will add a caveat to this. Packers players aren't the only ones that do it. Right. Right. Well, a lot of them do it took after the Lambo leap though. Well, yeah, like I, I agree, but it, it's, it's not just a, a Packers thing anymore. Right. I mean, they may have been the ones who originated it, but yeah. Um, but then again, you do have those brave enough to do the Lambo leap in green Bay just to see what would happen. <laughs> I can't remember who it was that did it. God, like it was a ooh, Antoine. Well, didn't uh, didn't T.O. do it when he was? Yeah, T.O. did it. Yep, T.O. did it when he was with the T.O. did it when he was with the Forty ers too. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, well, hell, it's the same T.O. that w- that uh ran and just threw the uh that spiked the ball on the star in the middle of the field and then got his then Roy Williams came out of nowhere and just lit his ass up. I was like, oh shit. Hey, yo, don't be talking about chips play like that, man. I'm sorry. Mm. See, no. he's offended. Yeah. No. Don't but I don't know, man. That's about that son of a bitch. That's that's dangerous, though. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, for the Green Bay faithful, you know, if you're if you're on the Green Bay Packers and you do the Lambo leap, you know, awesome, great. It's part of a tradition, you know. It's like, hey, I got to do the Lambo leap. It's awesome. But then again, you have those like what we said brave enough to be on the opposite team to jump in and like but at least like anytime like a player to my knowledge i don't remember any green bay fan like beating the shit out of a player for jumping in <laughs> what what was that it was a it was an arena football game shit, they're probably scared to get ago. kicked out they paid too much money for them tickets and arena know, football right? and arena football used to be legal for players to be grabbed by the uh Fans, whether they were too close. Yeah, right, but do you, you know the the specific one that I'm talking about though. The guy, yeah. uh, th- there was a guy who, it was it was it was on a kickoff. The guy. Oh yeah, where he grabbed, and the yeah. fan behind just grabbed his, just would not. Bro, hey, that, that's Dub City right there, dude. I'm sorry. No, that's part. <laughs> it was game rules. It's part of the game. Part of the game for arena football is that the fans can physically grab fight. you. They grabbed him. Yes. <laughs> The fans can grab you in arena football. Did not they, know that was even could. a word. Yeah, they could, and they can't now. Yeah. But back I mean, in the day, that's how they got fans to come to the show. They were allowed to grab the kickoff, uh, the great, grab the player. Kind of like at a wrestling show. Hey, fans, bring the weapons. Oh, great. I got a fucking cheese I got a, with I, nails in it. Okay. I got a fucking pool noodle with toothpicks in it. <laughs> There's a fucking toaster. Yeah. There's a Sega Saturn. What the fuck? There's a Guitar Hero guitar. There's hey, a rollback. Hey, hurt. Man, fuck that rollback. All day. <laughs> That's the fucking shittiest gimmick. I hate that. And I hate what? that I was a part of one of those fucking matches. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> the fucking fan bring bullshit match? Uh-huh. Bruh, 
bruh, I sidewalk slammed Chip onto a mailbox and he and he hit me in the head with a damn Super Nintendo. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Over here, sidewalk slamming people on fucking shit like that. He uh, called I it. Saw, <laughs> I, he I called it. Slammed him on the back of a robot robot. Yeah, I, yeah, I called that one though. <laughs> that was my dumb ass. It's like I'll take it. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, me, I, meanwhile, I me and the asshole, Diablo. Yeah, my asshole pushed <laughs> way up into my guts on that one, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, me, and, meanwhile, me and Diablo were climbing up that one shed. God forbid, and for whatever reason, he just swung, and I said, "Hey, hey, Spanish fly." Okay. <laughs> Why? Because we were stupid. I hit a Spanish yep. fly from the fucking top of a fucking like little shed. All right, Darby. Like, I'm surprised. Like, no, no, like, hand to God, I'm surprised we didn't fall fall off of it. I'm surprised we didn't fall through it. That thing was so fucking rusty. But, yeah, Darby. Yeah, that was the finish. So, yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> so if, it, if it wasn't the finish, there's something fucking wrong. Nevertheless, let's move it's, on to the very next wrestling. Point. What do you mean? That shouldn't finish anybody <laughs> off. It's just a Spanish fly. <laughs> it used to be. It was a finish when Paul Burchill did it. <laughs> the pirate that was an incest uh, lover? Yeah, yes. That guy. We don't. We don't talk about Bruno anyway. Well, that ain't Bruno. It's Paul. We don't, we don't talk the about pirate. Fight Club. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Pirate Paul Steve, Steve the Pirate. <laughs> Scurvy. What, what did you say? We don't talk about Burchell? No, we don't talk about Fight Club. We don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Paul Burchell. You don't talk about Burchell. I, talk I about don't. Burchell. Let's, all right, let's move. Well, you talk about this next one. It's your turn. Go. No. All right. That's fine. <laughs> Next on the list is uh, the Seattle's 12th. 12th 12th twelves, twelve man, 12s. Yeah, but they put 12s, which is, yeah. that threw me off. So a lot of people have heard of the Seattle 12th man, but have mixed ideas on what it truly means. The real idea, saying, uh, the real idea stems back to roughly 2002, uh, and it is in a tradition of honoring the incredible Seattle fans that come out each game and support the team, regardless of which side of the wins column they're on. So, like, every fan. Um, yeah. The team refers to their fan as a 12th man and has even retired the number 12 jersey and honored the fans. They also get referred to as the 12s because of how loud the fans are uh, winning different Guinness world records for their immense noise level. The only hmm. reason why they're loud is because the fucking stadium has the acoustics to make it louder. You can't tell me Lincoln Financial. No, not Lincoln Financial. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's not CenturyLink Field anymore. It's something else now. But I can't think of the fucking name of the stadium at the top of my head. I know they. I know they got different naming rights. Uh, look this up real quick. So I'm not Lumen Field. So my thing. Another thing about it when somebody. Teams that like their arenas are named after, like obviously people who pay for the name. Do they get mm-hmm. part of? Is it just for the stadium, or do they also get part stake in the team until the contracts up? Like I've always wondered that. No, I don't. I don't know. I think it's just uh, naming rights to the stadium. Yeah. Okay. Because- okay. So Lumen Technologies Incorporated is formally CenturyLink, so they, they can't call out. it. Yeah. No. 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 They didn't get bought out. They um they merged, um with matter of fact yeah. let's see yeah, they merged with they merged with S and P yeah. technology and that's what so they, okay so Lumen Field the nickname for it is called the Clink 
Oh, clink, clink. Why? Yeah. The, the, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I just seen that and I, I didn't know. I, I didn't know if there was like a another. You didn't make the rules. No, I, I didn't know if there was like a sentence or paragraph after that describing why it's called that or something. I didn't know if you found mm. something about it. Nope. But anyway, ah, my fucking knee. I just thought they were called the Twelves because that's the year that everybody decided to be fans of them. No. Because Sean Alexander was there in, in the early 2000s. 2004 to 2009, I think. Yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, we know that. But, I mean, let's be honest. People didn't really start fucking with Seattle hard until the Legion of Boom was a thing. You know? I mean, current and fans, if, yeah. If they, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, current fans. So, I was there during the Largent days. Oh, God. Steve Largent. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I was there with it. Uh, God, hold on a minute. 2002. Oh, I'm sorry. Was it 2002? We just said it was 2002. Yeah, 2002. Yeah, 2002. I guarantee you, I guarantee you nobody, um, any Seahawk, I guarantee you no Seahawk fan now will even, like, Sean Alexander's one you might be able, we, their quarterbacks was were Hasselbeck? Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. The backup was Jeff George. You had, Sean Alexander, Heath Evans, and Matt uh, Strong. I don't recognize any of these wide receivers other than Corin Robinson. Uh, uh, I, I, I don't know. Walter Jones, and a Walter Jones Hall of Famer. Um, uh, John Randall, but that was he was at the end. Of, he was at the tail end of his career there. Uh, Jerry Rice was he out there? No, no. He when did Jerry Rice play for them? I don't even. I don't think he even made. Yes, he did. He made. So he made it. So he did play a, yeah. a season as a Seahawk. Okay. I don't know if he played a full season, but I know he played for the team. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, it had been. It had to have been after the 2002 season because no, no. In 2002, he was with uh, Oakland. The Raiders. Okay, so it's probably 2004 then. Uh, well, hang on a minute. Just a simple. Jerry Rice played for the Seahawks in 04 and then yeah. the Broncos in 05. Yep. Okay. See, I thought that was the reverse. I thought he played for the Broncos, then the Seahawks, but nope. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that way. You're right. Yep. But yeah. I know some things. <laughs> we all know. We all know some things. I may not be great at remembering the dates, but I remember vaguely the area that the stuff happened. Yeah, we're all we all got our quirks and knowledge that we can, you know, share with the world. I ain't got no fucking quirks. What you trying to say? Hmm? <laughs> no, 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 I bless you. All right, all right, Sammy. <laughs> I actually made that Sammy so so one of the thumbnails for one of the streams. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> actually, he's my uh, intermission. Like when I go take a break or something, and I have a picture of Sammy so so where the camera should be. <laughs> Oh Lord! All right. Well, if we're done with that, let's move on. Yeah, go uh, ahead. That's you. It's me. <laughs> we talking about the DDP, the Cheeseheads. So another famous Packer tradition comes in the form of all those enormous blocks of cheese an NFL fan can see during any Packers home game. The Cheesehead hats, which 
are designed to resemble a hunk of cheese have been worn since 1987. The the, the was the was what the fuck the was relatable fashion it was it is boomed in popularity after the famous story of the cheese head hat being used to protect someone in a plane accident being to uh circulate since then the hat has been a mainstay for packers fans and they have them at every opportunity i thought it was just because wisconsin was known for being the cheese capital of the world i don't know the capital of the world but i know they're in the united states i think france might have the capital of the world yeah because the french do like they cheese yeah white people love cheese Ain't nobody watch Boondocks? Yeah, we yeah we do. No, <laughs> I am you didn't watch the Boondocks? To refuse. Mm-hmm. I am visual. Oh fuck! You need to watch the Boondocks. Yeah, I believe I left some uh, merchandise at this residence. The first two, first two seasons, yeah. I was first third two season, seasons, okay, yeah. But, uh, nah. Yeah, the first two seasons was, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> like my name is Reverend Father Uncle Ruckus. No, no relations. Relation. <laughs> no relation. I mean, it's got it's got a great cast: Charlie Murphy, Samuel Jackson, Cat Williams, uh, Cat Williams, uh, John Witherspoon's, Regina King. Yeah, yeah, uh, John, yeah. Witherspoon's the uh, Grandpa. Uh, granddad. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's an urban anime. It sure is. They actually have an actual like two or three episodes that are actual anime. They actually yeah. got a Japanese team to design or draw it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good shit. <laughs> it's pretty much a Wu-Tang as a cartoon. Pretty okay. much, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it's a bunch of hip-hop and martial arts. Yeah. Nice. I mean, there was one, uh, it was one about uh, about the the blind man. Who... Yeah, uh, Stink Meter. Yeah, and then they do the uh, then they do the uh, the one scene where he was like the blind samurai and uh, Rekwon's guillotines playing in the back. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is my shit, dude. I love this. <laughs> this is so awesome. But anyway, um, but no, the the, the cheesehead bullshit. Um, like, I, I, again, that that's one of those I just I just never understood why it became a tradition. That that's one of the weird ones to me. Because it's Wisconsin, they ain't got shit else to do. Well, that's true. Well, it's Green Bay. Um, there ain't really nothing else in Green Bay, you know. Like Milwaukee got ain't the Brewers, else in they got Wisconsin the Bucks. Either. I mean, they got the Buck. I mean, guys, they got the Milwaukee. Bucks. They, got, they got, the, got drinks. Yeah, yeah. They got alcohol. They got yeah. They got you know. They got the Brewers. They got the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, you know, in, you know, the NBA champions. You know, all Green Bay has is, you know, Tomasa that, Champa. Well, mm. No? Oh, he's Milwaukee. Never mind. Yeah, he's Milwaukee. Yeah. He's Milwaukee. Uh, Ken Kennedy. I'm sorry. Ken Anderson's uh, uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. What, um, wasn't, is Anthony Pettis from Milwaukee, uh, from Green Bay? Or is he Milwaukee also? I think Anthony Pettis is, you know what, that's just a, Anthony, not Anthony. 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 Anthony Pettis is Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, he's Milwaukee. Uh, anyway, since we're talking about football, the uh, the New York Jets have informed quarterback Chris Stiefler, who helped lead the team to a 
undefeated preseason that they He's cut. are. Yeah, they're going to cut him on Tuesday. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> so this man send to, literally sent him to the Browns, <laughs> right? This man literally won all three of your preseason games for you, and you're like, "No, nah, you ain't good enough to play for us." I'm like, "Fuck you." Some some team will some team will sign him to. to you know what? You know what they? You know what you say to them on that one? Suck Fuck dick and die slow. Mm. Say what, Roger? Suck dicks, die slow. Oh man, oh man. On, if you want to get note, real about it, tell him to drink Drano. Oh man, damn! I thought I was being harsh by saying go get fucked with a cactus. No, you can always drink Drano, bitch. Mm. That's the best way to say it. When you leave a job, just tell everybody to drink Drano, and then suck dick, die slow. All right. Who hurt you, bro? <laughs> America. Golly, here we go. <laughs> go ahead, Chip. Well, speaking, speaking of America, America <laughs> we're going to talk about the Patriots end zone militia. Yeah. Uh, that, so the group of, yeah, the group of Revolutionary War reenactors. <laughs> Did you say that, racial? <laughs> Revolutionary War reenactors. That fire off their muskets whenever the Patriots score have been around since roughly 1996. They were dubbed the end zone militia. Their historic celebration instantly became a beloved tradition by fans. The inclusion seems to be not only a gimmick to help rally both the team and the fans, but as a way to tie in the historic nature of the Patriots overall branding. Some Enzo militia members actually work as reenactors who take people on tours when they aren't busy on the field. So where do the muskets go? In their ass. <laughs> I'm just saying the musket balls. <laughs> like <laughs> when they shoot the motherfuckers <laughs> off. I, I just... do, I'm, I, I'm sure those are doctored to where it's like it just looks like they're shooting. Yeah, it's, yeah I think sure it's just gunpowder. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't legit fire fucking musket balls into the fucking crowd. Because yeah, there's no way of knowing where those motherfuckers are going to go. Right. Nope. <laughs> just just leave the game. There's dozens of fucking musket balls laying in the, uh, <laughs> the uh, parking lot. Yeah, it's like 13 people died today at uh in Foxborough, Massachusetts because of the muskets of the of the end zone militia. Well, you know, God's plan. Um, so we moving on to the next. What happens when you're a Patriots fan? Say what now? So that's what happens when you're a Patriots fan. Yeah, yep. that thing. All right. So that being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. Roger, go ahead. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, next on the list. Come on, this, is, this is the team that's going to win the AFC West this year. Come on. <laughs> all right with that again thank you guys for uh joining us on this episode of ridiculous shit said by people um oh fuck so the next one is the raiders charisma vacuum black hole uh so despite the Raiders getting a new home over the last few years, that hasn't stopped fans from continuing the tradition of the black hole. The term is another name for the fans as a whole, but it stands from a tradition set by a specific section of fans. 
The black hole was named for section 104 to 107 of the Raiders Coliseum, a section featuring the rowdiest and most criminal fans around. Bro. <laughs> they often paint their faces and beat up other people in the parking lot. <laughs> And a specific section of the fan base has been a tradition since 1995. What? Does this say that for real? <laughs> no, no, it doesn't say that. He's been a dick. <laughs> and I was like, shit. I mean, but I it wouldn't don't be doubt wrong. that it's true. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't doubt that it's true, but I was like, does it really say that? <laughs> but, bro, the cast of characters, like the picture that, that we're looking at right now on the sportser.com, it doesn't even do it justice because you've got people dressed up like the fucking road warriors. You have people dressed up as fucking Beetlejuice. You have people dressed up like 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 legit Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome type shit. Like, yeah, people from fucking Oakland. Bro, it, dude, it's, yeah. I mean, and I can't say jack shit because when yeah, I was you're a Dolphin fan. Well, well, yeah, that's true. But w- when I was in high school, you know, we had our own version of the black hole, you know, because there was a section of, you know, the fan base who would come to the football games and they would, they would literally be on the right-hand side of the field and they would be the ones, you know. That jumped the other team. Painted up and, well, three people did. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it was two, it was 2003. It was right at the end of the homecoming. You know what? I ain't putting nobody else's business out on this podcast. Uh, I, was three, I was, a, I was 11. So I was in middle school. Still. No, was I was in, yeah, you was young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yeah. So it's been very, you know, influential in a sense. Cause it's like, who's got the rowdiest fan base. I mean, it's kind of hard to compete with, the Raiders fan base in a sense, especially that particular section of the crowd. They die hard. Yeah. They'll kill you. They'll beat <laughs> you up in the parking lot. Here we go. All right. Hey, that being said, I'm not saying you are. I'm just saying. All right. So that being said, they will move on to the very last one of the evening. This one. Tampa Bay's cannon. 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 There are few NFL traditions or celebration traditions as rowdy and as heart stopping as the Buccaneers' cannon that. A cannon. Excuse me. That fires whenever the team scores. There's a tradition that actually stems back to city's historical pirate roots and has been in place for decades. The tradition actually caused quite a bit of controversy, and the Super Bowl ruled that the cannon could not be fired when they play against the Chiefs. Still, Buccaneers fans... That's not weird. Yeah, still, Buccaneers fans can never get enough of hearing the boom of their iconic cannons when their team plays and scores. The reason why they did that specifically was because during the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was being held in uh, Raymond James Stadium, which is where the Buccaneers play their games. The Buccaneers made it to the Super Bowl that year, so obviously you can't do Tampa Bay traditions even though Tampa Bay is playing the Super Bowl because it has to be neutral site, even though one team is playing at home. So technically it's not technically neutral site. You know, There's still home field advantage in some way. Oh, I thought it was because... I thought it was because of how many people was there and all the the halftime show and shit like that. 
Well, I mean, I, mean, yeah, I don't think I the guess. cannon's fired during the half. I mean, the cannon. I don't think the cannon's fired during during the halftime show. No, but they don't want the cannons to fire and disrupt anything that's set around it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, and ladies and gentlemen, they I mean, don't fire actual can- think of. They don't fire actual cannonballs. You know, ladies and gentlemen. Um, they shot. They shoot muskets. Right. <laughs> Oh, what are all these cannonballs doing here at Raymond James Stadium? <laughs> yeah, let me put a hole through your chest at like 14 yards here. Well, let's do that. <laughs> well, shit, you got to do something. <laughs> Fuck, I mean, I mean, the Buccaneers ain't lost any sleep in the last couple of years. So. The day when Tom Brady retired for 40 days. Yeah. He retired yeah. for 11 more days this year. Yeah. No, he's on the mass Singer right now, okay? I thought he wasn't doing that. I don't know. That's what one of the fucking rumors is. Yeah, that's yeah, one of well. the rumors. Which is fucking hilarious if it's true. Right. Oh, yeah. All right, so, question. We Maybe an answer. Ten, we went over ten traditions. Is there one tradition that you know of that isn't on this list? Um, I mean, we talked about the Raiders. Oh, uh, the fucking Buffalo Bill Mafias fucking killing themselves in the parking lot. <laughs> Good lord! Jumping off fucking tables and head first. Yeah. <laughs> Through flaming tables, shirtless. I guess that's where CZW gets the wrestlers from. Oh, uh, I, I, I guess. <laughs> God, <laughs> you on one tonight, bro? What the fuck? I'm still in stream mode. <laughs> just talking shit to myself pretty much. Yeah. The, yo, all right. Yo, I just found this too. Hold on. It says in November of 2010, Bills fans came to the defense of wide receiver Stevie Johnson after he dropped an important pass during a game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Stevie tweeted, get the fuck off the screen. Stevie tweeted, <laughs> sorry. He tweeted, get the fuck off the screen. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, a fucking pop-up came up. Stevie tweeted about the drop and received criticism from ESPN's Adam Schefter. Crowds of online Bills fans, crowds of online Bills fans defended their family, responding to Schefter by criticizing him themselves, thus the mafia was born. With this year, with this year looking bright for Buffalo, the mafia gets a chance to cheer their heart out for their beloved fans. Uh, the name may be misleading, but mafia has no uh, relation to illegal activity. The term instead points to a lifelong commitment. It it has it, it is to be a Buffalo Bills fan and defending the family. In yeah, sure. No mafia ties at all. Yeah, no mafia ties at all. No. Didn't describe what the mafia code is at all. Well, yeah. No the other would here. be uh, Cleveland's dog pound. Yeah. Well, now we're talking about fan bases, not traditions, because the dog pound is just a section well, just like the black hole, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, it, it's in a bleacher um, section located in the back of the stadium's east end zone. I know another tradition we didn't talk about. What's that? The rest fucking Drew Brees in the playoffs. Bruh. <laughs> I mean, he ain't wrong. No. So, but I mean, we all have, even our teams, our teams have weird traditions in some way too, don't they? I mean. I mean, you guys get uh, criminals from the prison across the street. 
No, we do. We had that cheesy song that we still play. That we are the Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. I'm like, you know what? I know, I know this song was popular in 1972, but God, I don't want to hear it anymore. And I'm a fan of the Dolphins, but God, that song was so cheesy. Like it really is. It's the cheesiest song I've ever heard in my life. Um, but I mean, but but it ain't it ain't it ain't cool like fucking the Houston Texans like when they make their when they're coming to the field they're coming out the fucking bulls on parade like I mean that's cool shit. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather listen to Rage Against the Machine than some no-name person singing about... I'm sorry. I mean, that's just that's just me, you know? Damn, um, this man over here, he knows his own fan base. Or, I mean, his own team. I'm not hating on the team. I'm hating on that god-awful song. <laughs> that's your guy's national anthem, pretty much. Hold on. Didn't you sing not it my... when you went to see the Dolphins? No, I let somebody else around me sing it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, they didn't play it because we were in. T- now, if they were in, if we were in, uh, I thought Miami, the fans, they would no, play it. the fans started singing it, didn't they? The fans started singing it, and I and you joined remember. in. No, 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 don't play I, that. <laughs> I don't know the words. I, I was like, yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, you don't, you don't know the words. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot yeah. the fucking words. I was like, it's like I, I was like Eddie Van Halen in the nineteen sixty four tour. I was like, I don't, I forgot the fucking words. But anyway, yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug, huh? Tell me about it. Um. What about you, Roger? Do the Broncos have any traditions? I mean, they do the the stampede, don't they? I don't know. It's your team. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> I do feel like they do the stampede, and I really don't remember exactly what it is. <laughs> I don't know either. I just fucking around with you. Let's see. Let me look it up. Denver. Denver Broncos. Broncos. The Broncos. The Broncos. We did it. Sorry. All right, Denver Broncos, traditions, not trade rumors. There we go. Uh, see. Things a Denver Broncos fan like believe in Mile High City. June January 4th, 1997 may have been the worst day in team's history. Okay. Terrell Davis deserves to be a Hall of Fame. Josh McDaniels set us back several years. Yeah. Well, you traded away Jay Cutler. You traded Peyton Hillis. You got Brady. Peyton Hillis was garbage. And he was the mastermind that brought y'all Tim Tebow. No, that was fucking Elway. He wanted to make a big move his first year. Yeah. He went with a publicity stunt, civil player. Well, we'll see what happens. You know, McDaniels is the head coach of uh, uh, Vegas now, so we'll see what happens there. That's still surprising to me. What, that he got the job in Vegas? Yeah. Because you, the interim coach, should have, uh, who was the interim I can't remember his name. Not him. But the interim coach definitely fucking did a lot better than the coach was doing. Oh, Gruden. Oh, yeah. Gruden won yeah. four games. <laughs> Before he was uh, promptly removed for some emails that he said. Man, what what white head coach hasn't called his players the N-word before? Come on. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in to this episode <laughs> of uh, <laughs> Something About Sports season finale. Oh, uh, being, uh, me being real a little too much for you right now, sir? Huh? <laughs> All right. 
But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning into the season finale of Something About Sports. Uh, next week, it all starts all over again. Season four of Are You Ready for Some Football? Um, we got our picks in. We're going to see what this first uh, uh, first week is going to be like. We'll drop that episode next uh, Thursday. Um, be on the lookout for a lot of cool shit we got coming up down the pike. Um, if you're listening to this today, then you will know that this past Monday we dropped our uh, our evening with with uh, D&J movie it. reviews. Wow. No, it no. Really? No, I was looking at it. I was like, where the fuck is it? Because it's like D&J movie. There we go. Yeah, shout out to them. Um, so that <laughs> one, we also have our uh, – we also got a couple of uh, other interviews lined up. Uh, we got Alex Kane interview coming up. Cubster's interviews coming up. Aaron from AEU's coming up. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. We got new videos coming to the YouTube channel. Uh, we just got a whole bunch of cool shit coming, and we're excited about it. Um, so that being said, anything you guys want to say before we bounce out here this evening? As always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. Let's talk about the sponsorships. Um. Shout out to GearAnime.com for sponsoring us. Go to GearAnime.com forward slash movement radio. And when you go check out, use promo code MOVERADIO, M-O-V-E-R-A-D-I-O, for free shipping on all your orders. Um, Thank you uh, to GearAnime. And then our second sponsor, shout outs to Audible. Go to AudibleTrial.com forward slash movement radio. You get 30 free days of audible and then you also get a free audiobook unless you already have a prime where you get two free audiobooks um third is shout outs to uh canva you got something you want to design logos business cards wedding registries anything like that at all uh if you can think of it they may have a template or some way to help you make what you actually want to uh so go to partners.canva.com forward slash movement radio uh, also, shout out to Get Response. If you have an e-commerce uh, at all and you want to have some good analytic help and you want to reach out and make yourself more noticeable, go to getresponse.com forward slash movement radio. And also shout outs to our new sponsor. Uh, shit, I don't have it written down. Uh, <laughs> Elementary. Elementary. So is it? www.elementary.com forward slash movement radio. Is that right? Yes. Uh, and they are a. Uh, I really should have written this down. I didn't think about it. <laughs> oh, that worked. Oh, that worked. I didn't think about it. Uh, they are a website. Uh, yes, a website design uh, page. So if you are thinking about uh, if you need help making a uh, website or anything like that at all, I uh, want to start. If you are starting a business, use Get Response and also use uh, Elementor. Elementary. Elementary is it? Is elementary. it Elementary or not Elementor? Oh man, I, I really can't read today. I thought. Right. Said, I thought it said Elevator. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. It's Elementor. Where did see? I see? Okay. See, I, I was like, man, Elementary. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, here, fucking me. <laughs> oh, no, I know why. I know why. There's a restaurant that they put in next to where I work called Alimentary. Oh, okay. It, I was it, like, it, like, I, wait, wait, you, I'll, where, wait, wh- like, you said across from where you work? 
not across like from a, where I work, but like I can see it from my office. Okay. I thought for some strict, so wait, is Figgy still there? Yeah. Okay. You said around work. I was like, oh shit, I hope they didn't take away Figgy's. I need to, I need to go. <laughs> no, for real, I need to go by there. I have, man, I haven't had Figgy's since last time Fig- I, since 2020. Figgy pudding? No, 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 no. It's a sandwich shop. It's a deli. Um, it was a little further down Chestnut, but it was uh, they moved it right next to the Bank what of nuts? Huh? What nuts? Chestnuts. Oh. Uh, roasting on an open fire? Yeah. Jack Frost snipping natural. You yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry. I'm dreaming of a white oh. Christmas. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this got weird. All right. <laughs> But yes, elementor.com forward slash move it radio. Someone was here throwing me off my groove. Oh, it was my fault. Okay. No, it wasn't you. <laughs> it was me. Yeah, because he was calling it something else, and I'm like so confused by it. I'm just glad it wasn't elevator. Um, it could be. It could be. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, yes, and we're going to also shout out to all of our friends and that's, that's been down with us since day one. Sean Thompson with Thompson Personal Training, Jerry and Jennifer at the Chronic Conversations Podcast, Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network, Ivan Montanez, twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon, all the big homies over at These Ninjas Podcast, Sean Miller with Should I Watch That, Damon Smith with Cover 2 Sports. Man, I, I got to be honest, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I really, truly am excited uh, for what we got coming up, um, you know, and, uh, you know, I got, you know, something coming up. Uh, it's kind of personal to me. Uh, September 17th at Ego Pro in Athens, Tennessee is going to be my last match. And, uh, you know, I'm, uh, I've made peace with it. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to just, you know, give everybody that comes to the show, I'm going to give you a hell of a show. And I'm going to go out on top like like John Elway did in Denver. I'm going to go out on top. Um, sure. I will. You'll see. No, John Denver. But he went out on top, didn't he? John Denver? Just like John Elway in Denver. Oh, I you said John Denver. No. Well, That's what I was John like, sure. Elway and John Denver. and Denver were in that, but... Yeah. <laughs> That's what they... Damn, John Denver went out on I top? I was boosting up his team, and he still fucks up. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Thank you guys for making this... You know, this series, especially something about sports, one of our biggest series. And we thank you guys so much. We'll see you guys next week on the season premiere of Are You Ready for Some Football? Let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite favorite podcasting (laughs) platform. Make sure you follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. And once again, check out movementradio.us. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. Go to YouTube and subscribe, bitches. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs>